Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Can you hear me properly, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you clearly, yeah. I'm good. I, I, you know what? I, I, you know what it is, bro? I'm excited for this one. I don't know why. I think you're going to give me good <laughs> answers. <to me. laughs> you know, yeah. I'm looking All forward right. to it. No, it's good, it's good. All right, everybody, hello, and welcome to the Teddy Hoggle podcast. And as you can see, I am joined by my cousin, Elliot. How you doing, Els? Yeah, I'm all good, excited to be on the show. Um, yeah, feeling good. That's good, good, good. Um, I'm going to go through some questions with you. I've been doing these questions for, like, nearly, like, two months now, and it seems to be working um, actually well. Um, a quick disclaimer, though, um, the views and the opinions of this podcast are, are from myself. These are my questions that I'm asking to my cousin Elliot so people don't feel any way about the way he's answering the questions we're not rude people so we don't really mean to hurt anybody these questions are meant to make you think yeah so the way the way I the way I say them just answer them the way that I say them you know what I mean sorry, sorry oh. cousin it, it just cut out then yeah yeah it just cut out then I do apologize um no um yeah just just basically just answer the questions as freely as possible but just don't be rude about it you know what I mean yeah no problem with Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, um, first things first, um, I want you to talk a little bit about your business because I see you on Instagram. My wife saw you on Instagram. I didn't even know you had a business. She's like, oh, your cousin Elliot's got a business. So you want to talk a <laughs> bit about Yeah, do you know what? Um, I think I kind of started it during the lockdown. So as, as you know, I always used to be into sports, my football, keeping fit. And yeah. I had so much time on my hands from where I was kind of just, during the isolation period, I thought, do you know what? What extra can I do? Because um, my girl and I, we was obviously looking to get on the ladder. So yeah. it's so expensive in London. So I was thinking, what can we kind of do while we've got all of this time? Try and mm-hmm. utilize it effectively. So mm-hmm. uh, I've always been into my fitness. So I decided to start a business in wellness. Um, so yeah. like I undertook my level two and level three counseling qualifications. So okay, that's good. It. That's really good. That's really good, cuz. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I wanted to look at health from like the the physical side of things, but also mm-hmm. from from the mental side of things. Um, and I've always been interested in like kind of like helping the youth, mentoring and, and stuff like that. So I thought that would be good to kind of do like my level two and level three. And then the other side is just the, the physical aspect and side of things. So training and and massage as well so just kind of combining all elements to kind of improve well-being really so that I, I was just interested in it so I thought you know what let's not procrastinate like I normally do and yeah. let's just get it moving no but that's the bad that, that's good though because what you're doing because I've always when I go to the gym I always say to people it's your mental first you have to sort out your mental first because you can get you can go to the gym every day and see no progress but there is like it's, it's like it's mini breakdowns like if you're in your brain if you if you condition yourself to know that eventually it's gonna work then you know like you will like you will like you like construct yourself to keep going after the day. do you know what I mean yeah a hundred I, I totally agree I feel like most of it is mental as well and I was reading some study it was a little while ago it was from like um UCL so like University College London and I think mm. they were basically saying it takes something like 48 days to develop a, a, a habit and whatever till it becomes like cemented as a routine. Yeah. So a lot of people might find it difficult and they're like, oh, do you know what? I just want to give up or I'm not seeing the results. But just 
48 days is a long time, but a lot of people throw in the towel before then. Do you know what I mean? So if you can just develop that resilience, then you'll see like results in the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's reconditioning. My manager used to say to me when I used to be a manager at my workplace, he used to say to me, it takes a month to recondition the brain. I'm like, well, he goes, if you do this thing every time you come in, he goes, by the second month, you'll realise they'll start doing it without you even saying anything. And I was like, okay, exactly. then. So even like for me now, even for me now, I don't eat meat anymore. And I'm on... Oh, uh, yes. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> good, good, good. You know, I've been vegan for about five years now, but honestly... I'm not one of those vegan bashes that's like everyone you got to turn vegan, but trust me, the, the health benefits are, are are a lot. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I I have felt the difference. Well, I can't lie to you. I slipped up the other day because I was making like some chicken and rice for my wife or whatever, and I I I forgot to do my I forgot to do my salmon um, dish. So I was like, oh man. Oh, I'll just eat like a piece of chicken. And like when I ate it, I was like, this tastes so nasty. Like, I was like, this is crazy. But you're like me though. I don't bash anyone to you can eat what you want to eat. But I just I've just chosen to go down the route yeah. for myself, like for my body. And I have seen different gains in myself where I'm like, yeah. I'm more healthier. I haven't got as much like lips is nasty, but like much mucus. When I'm going to the toilet, I feel much healthier. When I'm walking around, I'm seeing people like move sluggish after they're going chicken shop and all these things. And I'm just like, I don't feel that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, do you know what? It's, 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 so, it's so important, you know, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're obviously feeling the benefits as well. I've done, it, I've done it since last year. I've done it since last year, October. I started it. Okay, no, that's good. So, So it's been a little while now. Yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. All I eat is fish, and I do all to, uh, 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 other kind of uh, um, alternatives. So um, today I'm going to make cuckoo. I'm going to do cuckoo and fish today, and uh, I'm boy, trying to. I've never heard you was cooking that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing cuckoo today, man. Honestly, no, I'm doing I'm doing cuckoo today, and in the week um, I'm going to try to do. Imagine this. I'm going to try to do a sweet potato pizza base. And I'm gonna put um, sweet peppers and planting on it, and I'm gonna just do that and see how that comes out. Sounds nice. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But um, um, do you have a link to your business that I could throw in the end of the show or anything like that, so people can find where you are or anything like that on Instagram or anything? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I can provide that to you now or at the end of the show, whatever works. Oh uh, yeah, do it. Yeah, do, do it at the end of the show. So basically, what I'll do is I'll get you to shout out what like what your business is, and then when this comes out every time before I do the show, what I'll do is I'll do a little intro before and then I'll shout out your business every time so people can find out where it is. Okay, yeah? sounds amazing. Thank you. All right, cool, cool. Okay, so what we're going to do is then we're going to get we're going to get into the icebreaker questions. Yeah? But you're, me and you are already talking already, so we really, it's, it's kind of like we've already been through it. But I like to do these questions just to get you like um, warmed up and just like, so you can just get the feel of the show, yeah? Yeah, no, sounds good. Okay, okay. So the first question is, the first icebreaker question is, it's the light ones. If you get out the shower clean, why does your towel get dirty? Wow, this is a this is a good question. <laughs> that, sorry, so you can have to repeat that for me. Yeah, you threw me a bit off guard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you get out of the shower clean, why does your towel get dirty? Because the towel was dirty in the first place. Why you say that? No, I'm just thinking that like, if you get out the clean, but the towel's dirty, that must mean that the towel wasn't clean to begin with. 
Really? Okay, okay. See, I've had some people say, I've had, I had one girl say to me, oh, it's because it's been brought out of the linen cupboard and maybe the linen cupboard's dirty. And I was like, what is she even <laughs> talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, then. Second question is, what came first, the orange or the colour? The orange. Why say that? Why say that? Why, why, why? The orange. I feel like uh-huh. people would eat foods before they would classify colours. Do you know oranges are man-made? Are they man-made? Oranges are man-made, yeah. It comes oh, from right. a fruit from called pomelo, wherever it's called, I think from the seed. And they've like basically modified it. Apparently a lot of fruits are man-made. You know that like bananas and strawberries? Yeah, there's a lot of hybrid fruits, yeah. There's a lot, yeah, they call them hybrid fruits, basically, yeah, but they're man-made. So oranges, so I think apparently the colour was before the actual fruit. It's weird, right? Okay. No, oh, it is. That's interesting, though. Yep, it's crazy, right? I, I learned that someone told me that on my podcast. I, did, I didn't know it myself. I just made the question and someone told me that oranges were man-made. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah, and there's like, a yeah, lot, even with the vegetables as well. Uh, a lot yeah. of the vegetables as well. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay, third question. If Apple made a car, would it have windows? <laughs> I like how you I like how you dropped that. I like how you dropped that. Glass <laughs> windows, yeah. <laughs> you know I like that one. You know why I like that one? Because it makes everyone think everyone's like, what do you say? <laughs> okay, um, Last but not least, this is a good one. So if I walk into a club and you see me and I walk past you and I stink, how yeah. would you tell me? So act it out. So I'm like, well, go on, cuz. And I'm beefing, cuz. I'm st- how would you? How would you pull me up about it? I'd say, yo, you know, you know, our bedroom's outside, you know. We ain't seen them in a long, long time. And then we'll go out that way and then I could just speak and be like, you know the love is real, but... I'm going to have to warn you, just in case you're trying to secure anything today, I need to give you the heads up. No, it's, it's not it's not the one today, but do you know what? I'm all right. I'll go and shout boss man in the toilet. I'll come back. It's crazy and nice. Oh, I love that one. I love that's my favorite one, you know. I love that one because everybody else is like, everybody else is going to be like, someone was going to, I will give you a wink. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, just keep winking at you. And I'm like, that ain't going to tell me nothing, though. I'm still going to walk away. Like, what's wrong with this person? It's not going to tell you nothing. It's not going to tell you nothing. And then when you go outside, you might catch a little breeze on the underarms or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. That's good. That's good, cuz. That's good. Um, but so far, like, they are the icebreaker questions. See, it's normal, isn't it? It's, it's nice, isn't it? Just answering questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? It's good to keep the mind active as well, you know, because some of those, like, the orange one like I was thinking that actually what what did come first you know what I mean yeah yeah it's true okay so we're going to get down to the nitty gritty questions now and then you can just just answer them as honestly as possible yeah none of them are really too bad it's just um, it's just like a general conversation that we can have about them yeah Um, yeah no no okay so who should you be more loyal to your wife slash girlfriend your family or your best friend now these don't have to be in order but just um who do you think you should be more loyal to? Ooh. I think the wife slash girlfriend one, I think 
I think it depends on the title. So there, 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 there'll be, for me, I think there's a distinct variation between the girlfriend and the wife. Obviously, the mm. wife's gone to that next level. Um, mm. And family as well. Family's, family's a broad one. Are we talking about the, like, the immediate family or talking extended family? All of them, all of them, mate. We're, 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 we're bunching them. them all in. We're making the questions hard now. You know what I mean? All of them. Mm. Ah. Boy, and even your best friend. I, I, and even your best friend. This is the team. Yeah, boy, I hope the wife ain't listening. But <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm going to have to go for... Ah. <laughs> for and I can't say any other join. I'm have to gonna have to go for one, two, three. No, but you can you can say you can if you if you want to join them together, explain it. Like explain it to the people okay, why you're cool, saying cool, to join cool. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm going family and wife join. Then if it was girlfriend, so I'm going family wife join. Then I'm gonna go for best friend second. Um, Why did you put them in that order then? So I put family and wife joint top. Um, if it was girlfriend, then the girlfriend one wouldn't have been at the top. Wife would have been at the top because I feel like family, like if that incorporates everyone, that's the person, your mom, that brought you into this world. Uh, it. It's, it's, it's yeah that that one there is that one there that's a that's a strong bond mm. um so it has to be up there i would say wife also has to be joined up there with the family because at the end of the day you're not going to make anybody your wife unless you're looking to build a future with them so i think it's kind of imperative that they're up there because if you have children with them like that you're starting a family like that, that's the person that you're going to be with day in, day out. That's going to be like your, your kind of ride or die. So they're going to be be instrumental. The best friend one is hard because some best friends can be even tighter than your own family members. Um, so that one, that one is difficult, but I just feel like the other two might trump it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Okay, I can give you um, a little explanation why I said that question to you because I've asked someone that had problems with their family and literally the first question I asked him was, I asked him that question and he called his mum a bitch live on the podcast, bro. Wow. Called his mum a bitch. Like, and I had to stop it. I was like, bro, you can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I can't. I can't record you calling your mum a bitch knowing that people are going to hear it. And even if your mum doesn't hear it now, you send it on to somebody else and then somebody else hears it from your family and then it goes around. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't want to. I, I don't want to give you that pressure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, for me, obviously, yeah. My experience with my mom's completely, completely different. You know, yeah. She doesn't have a lot, but she always manages to to make something out of nothing, and she's very selfless. So always tries to put other people first. But obviously, I'm telling yeah. her that like this is your time. But yeah. So for me, the, the family and the wife would have to be have to be joined up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had some people say um, I've had a um, I've had a uh, divorcee. He's come on and he said family all the way. He didn't even say wife. He was like never. He would never trust his partner again. Um, I've had people say family and friends. I've had people say family and um, wife. They said no. They said best friends because 
they are uh, I, I would say I, 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 will, I will do a Jada right now an entanglement with their best friend and their best friend is their best person they've ever known in their life and even if they're sleeping with them they're saying that they're nope they believe in their best friend and I was like that's that's crazy so I think everyone's life experiences is always different and everyone picks different answers based on their life where they are right now and that's and that's it and some people would say well what happens if there's a big argument between like your wife and like your sister or like your wife and your mum and I said for me do you know what that's easy because I'm deciding with whoever's right like for me, it's not a case of uh, I'm picking that person because it's that person. Like, I'm very transparent. For me, mm. I will always take the side of the person who I believe is right in that instance. Do you know what I mean? If mm. the other person's morally wrong on what they've done, I can't side with you. I'm just going to yeah. side with the person for me who is making the most sense and who I believe is in the right at that moment in time. Okay. Is your is your is your girlfriend wife in the room with you right now? No, 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 she's not. She's not. Okay, right that's good. That's good. That's good that you said that. That's good that you said that without her in there because she will look at you right now and be like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Do you know what? It reminds me of an episode of My Wife and Kids, you know. There was a mad episode and it was with Michael Kyle and I think it was his sister came, who I think was Vivica Fox, I think. Yeah, Vivica, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Vivica, yeah, 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 go on, yeah. Jay and them two were beefing and they was like, well, what would you do if you had to choose to save one of us? And then he was like, do you know what? I would probably die trying to save you both. And then like he just left the room like a G and I'm like, that answer there? That was mad. Sorry, that just always stuck in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you watch Blackish? I, ha- I don't, you know. I thought you said The Blacklist then, but I was about to say, yeah, no. I've seen The Blacklist. But not no, Blackish. Watch, no, Black- not watch Blackish. If you want to see a, a show that is like, everything and everyone try and watch blackish it is it is everything i just said there it is it puts it, it, the, the writers of blackish everything, all my questions are like yeah. everything that blackish is do you know what i mean it, it's, it's crazy it's crazy um yeah. second question out. yeah second question is um as it's not 2022 uh, sorry as it is 2022 we can't really talk about the 60s or the 30s or the 40s because we weren't around for those times and in relationships um relationships and marriage meant something different back in the day so what do you think the roles of a man and a woman are now in 2022 what do you think they are now from 2020 like what do you think the roles of a man and a woman are now in 2022 in a relationship basically yeah I think it was very different back then as you said because I think back then it was always like looked at the man as the kind of like the, the breadwinner um, and it was very traditional in how like women would kind of uphold a house I think in 2022 I think relationships are very different um, for me I don't think any gender is inferior to the other um, I believe that it should all be. Um, I think things. I think things should be be shared and just. I think you need to kind of understand your partner, um, and I think it's good when your partner also challenges your way of thinking, but in a positive way as well. Um, that's the only way that I think you can really grow. It's mm. kind of be outside of your comfort zone. I think when you come outside of your comfort zone that's when you grow because you don't really know what you're about until until certain things are tested or things are challenged um but i think relationship wise in 2022 um 
it's difficult. I feel like accessibility now is like it's never been before. Like you could yeah. literally, you could literally meet someone you've never met before, have a conversation, and meet them within an hour and be having lunch. You know what I mean? So, I think in 2022, it's important to understand yourself um, and also understand what's important because yeah. we can be involved in so many different things and before you know it you're on a hamster wheel you're on a roller coaster right but it's just important to take time out to to realize those that are important and i think even like it was back in the day i feel like compromise is important as well there's going to be times where you might have to do things that you don't want to do but it might be important to your other half so if that's important to them and that will bring them joy, it's not like you're forgetting yourself, but it's just compromising as well. You know what I mean? To make that person just make that person feel happy, make that person feel special. No, it's a truth. It's true because we've seen um, our nan and granddads and how they were with our, how they were with our with our nans and stuff like that, and it was like a completely different relationship. Like Instagram and Facebook, they show like they kind of idolize. Uh, relationships in a certain way like if you you can get very depressed if you look at a relationship on Instagram and see them always having the finer life and the finer um, things but then I always say to my missus but there's always going to be a video of the two of them breaking up and then you're not going to realise you're going to think to yourself oh why did they break up and I'm going to be like because everything on YouTube was fake it was it was always the good time on YouTube it was never the bad time do you know what I mean? 100%, 100%. Like it looks like it looks like there was always it looked like they were always going on field trips and going away on holidays and do all these things. And I said to my brother, I'm like, so when are they? So when do they get time to pay their bills? When do they go to work? When do they do this? I said they're uploading things that could have been a year ago and you don't know. And they mashed it all together and made it out to be like one day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I tell you so, what's interesting as well. Out of my entire circle of friends um, that I know, um, including, I think including all of my family members as well, I'm including both on our side, so my mum's side and my dad's side, Mm. all of those that are of Caribbean heritage, I can count one, one situation where my friend's parents are together out of my entire family and entire friendship groups that are of Caribbean heritage that have both their mum and dad that are still together. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, one second, hold on, hold on. And I'm I talking, think... I'm talking numbers as hold well. Hold on a second, that's, when I think, hold on a second, that's true. Because, you know what though, I know, why am I so puzzled? Because I say to my wife all the time, we don't have anybody to really look at to shape our marriage off. Because no, no one is no one is married. We don't, we don't. And I'm talking about my parents split up when I was 17. And I mean, I could go through my entire list of friends, Caribbean. I'm talking over, I'm talking over 30, 40 people. None of their mm-hmm. parents are together. Looking at the family side as well, none of the parents are together. It's it's just it's mind blowing. But I, I have African friends who have their parents together. Um, not not as many as my friends that are Caucasian, but I do have friends of African descent where the parents are together, at least 
probably five or six, which is much bigger than obviously what I discussed about our heritage. But it is mad. It's, it, it, it is really mad. And I feel like what you said is so true. Like there's no kind of blueprint that we can follow as an example of this is what we actually need to do. This is what a successful marriage looks like. So a lot of the time we're just learning as we go along. Yeah, and then if we have no blueprint about it, then how are we even... Anyway, it's, marriage is as hard enough it is and then, then trying to get advice from people that are not married to try to tell you how to be married, you know? Yeah, and when everybody's situation is different. It's true, it's true. Well, me and my married, me and my missus have nearly been married. What we need to be, mean to, we've nearly been together what ten years, and we've been married now for coming up to a year now. So it's still going strong. We don't. I'll say the key is to talk and don't let outside interference get in the way of what you two want to do. So if a man goes to you, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because you're married. You ask him, when, how, how long have you been married for? Oh, I'm not married. So how are you telling me what to do? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like exactly. They, yeah, they idolise the um, they idolised on what to tell you what to do, but then they don't know how to do it themselves. So it's it's kind of a 50-50 thing. Yeah, 50/50. no, that's good. That's good advice. It's it's so true, it's so true. Yeah. Okay. The next the next okay. So the next question I'll say to you then will be um, is 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 relationship status important? So when I say relationship status, things like on Facebook and all these things like all this WhatsApp stuff and. Do you think that's important? Um, did you mean like putting a title on it on social platforms? Yes, like, yes, basically, like, I mean like that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that. I don't think it's that important. I feel like for me, if it is on there, cool. If it's not on there, cool. Like I don't feel like the status defines the relationship. If that makes it's sense. something. Like, it's, ba- it's basically something right. that you don't check every day, right? Yeah, it's not something that we check every not something that we check every day um i'm trying to think if i have any of that on my platforms um i think i do i think i'm trying to reduce some of mine because i had like a other than like my business page i kind of had like a a social media cleanse to be honest and i felt great just having Mm. a bit of a break from it and just reconnecting with the, the people that are most important um but yeah i don't feel like the the status thing is really is rarely needed but if it is if like she decides to do that or if i decide to do that for me it's not a big deal mm. but um i don't think it's needed no so do you think so do you think people overdo it then like when you see them on social media always with their partners do you think it's like sometimes it's just, it's just compensating for something that they don't have i feel like it could be um it could potentially be yeah um I also feel like it can also be dangerous as well in the sense that a lot of people complain that people are too in their business and I don't understand why people are so invested in my relationship when they need to focus on themselves but when you're putting everything out there Mm. it's a vessel for people to make comments so I feel like people need to kind of understand that as well like sometimes the stuff that you put out you're gonna get some people that are gonna develop some opinions or say things or ask questions. Mm. So do you so so do you believe so let me ask so this is not on my question list, but I'm gonna ask you this anyway. So do yeah. you think that 
the the Will Smith and Chris Rock slap was justified. Do you know the story between Will Smith and Jada Pinkett? Yeah, no, I know. The, I know the story between them, but I've heard a lot of different stuff about them. I've heard that they've had been having an open relationship for years. Um, mm. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, to be honest, with with the Will Smith thing, I genuinely don't think that he would have had that reaction if it wasn't for Jada's reaction. Because when I watched it back, like he was fully laughing at the joke, and then so he was, was she. fully laughing. And so was she, and then it's like her face changed, and then it's like when her face changed, he was like almost like, "Ooh, I better do something about this now." <laughs> and then yeah. he went up and slapped Chris Rock. But I feel like it's for me. It's difficult. I would have handled it. I would have handled it differently. So I probably how would, would you have handled it? How would you have handled it? I would have handled it in the sense that because apparently there's been some like ongoing jokes from Chris Rock at Will Smith and at Jada. So like, obviously before the Oscars and whatever. But for me, I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm looking at it as, okay, cool. I'm one of the biggest black celebrities in the world, yeah? Mm. A lot of people are looking up to me on the things that I do, yeah? So I'm gonna try and make sure that I carry myself in an appropriate way that I can still be role models out here for those that look up to me. So for me, I would have let him say his joke because part of it that you have to understand as well, these are comedians, like comedians always say stuff that are borderline. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? But mm-hmm, if it mm-hmm. really affected my missus and I felt a way about it, there's always going to be an after party. You're telling me the host's not coming to the after party where people saw videos of Will Smith celebrating and then afterwards with his Oscar. I would have yep. pulled him up. I would have pulled him up then where taking him somewhere where there wouldn't have been much paparazzi cameras and I would have probably just said to him listen I understand this is comedy and whatever but this is the last joke you're going to say about my missus mm. and I'm not hearing nothing again this this is it like you yeah. know what I mean and I'd have said it that way and if I felt like she really needed an apology I'd have probably brought her over and said and I'd like an apology on top of that as well but I wouldn't have gone up and sat him in the middle in the middle of the Oscars, because for me, there were there were big famous people that received awards that I didn't even know about because it was happening with Will Smith. I heard that Samuel Jackson got his first Oscar. Yep. Which is mad because when you're thinking about the films like A Time to Kill, Pulp Fiction, all of these films, like I had no idea. And obviously, Quest Love from the Roots won something, and um, there was somebody else that was poignant that won. I think Will Smith himself. It was his first Oscar. Yep. You know what I mean? So it took away from a lot of the um, other talented actors and whatever from the night. And it's like, yeah. And obviously, no one can take that away from them. They still won their Oscar, but it would have been nice for people to have remembered that night for their night, if that makes sense. Understandable. And the thing about it is, okay, I'm going to be devil's devil's advocate here. So I'm just going to speak it how I would have said so. I would have, if he had did that, I would have probably walked up on stage like he did, and I would have covered, covered his mic, and I would have said, I would have embarrassed him on the stage. I would have said to him, "Look, me, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this off stage, but right now, I ain't the thing." And I told Oscar, "You need to edit this bit out because I'm gonna stand here until he apologizes. I'm gonna call her up on the stage right now, and I'm gonna undo your mic, and you're gonna hug her and apologize to her, and you're gonna say some nice words, and you're gonna make, walk her off the stage. You're gonna sit back on her seat." 
go back on the stage and say you're sorry that's what you're going to do and after we finish this we're going to come off the stage and we're going to go backstage I'm going to have a talk I don't care how long it takes but I'm going to know why you feel that you can embarrass my wife anytime you feel like it Mm. on the second hand though on the second hand when you use your family from a social media platform and you basically make your family project number one to make your ratings bigger don't expect people not to disrespect you on the world stage she opened pandora's box expect it you embarrassed your husband you embarrassed everyone around you so expect people to say jokes about you chris rock is not the only comedian that has said something about um about um jada pinkett um if i believe if that was ricky gervais on the stage would he have gone up to ricky gervais and done that no uh he wouldn't have i i I agree with you yeah um the same energy the same energy had for chris you need to take give that same energy to august and that's the reason why you're angry because the anger um will smith is depressed and you can see that he's very he's not himself um, I don't believe he wants in a relationship anymore but he's doing it because he's trying to save face for himself and his family but he's not happy and I feel sorry for him because that's not the Will that I know as a kid that I've grown up to know we all know Will Smith how we know him he's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air he's iRobot he's everything that we wanted to he's I Am Legend Will Smith doesn't just go up to people and slap them in the face do you know what I mean? and do you know what it is? I'm the same as you because for me the whole energy towards Chris Rock makes no sense if that energy weren't directed to, to August. Because yeah. for me, that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. This whole entanglement business and, <laughs> and and you're not moving like Hulk, but now you're going to go and slap Chris Rock on the stage. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't understand that. But I agree yeah. with you. Like That's not the Will Smith that we know, but then... Sometimes it's those that are laughing the most are the ones that you really have to keep an eye on, you know. Because um, yeah. they're sometimes the ones that are going through it the most. And them laughing is a way of hiding and disguising what they're really going through. Yeah. And that's and that's why I, um, I talk about male depression a lot. And mm. some certain things I do even like with with people. That's so why when I talk to people, I ask them are they okay? Because male depression is is something that people don't want to talk about. The males don't want to admit because if we show our weaker sides or we show anything, um, we are told not to cry. We are told that our mental our mental capability is just to just just go and have sex, come back, and you'll be fine. But there's a deeper issue. There's a more of a deeper issue that happens and Will is going through something right now where his wife is demasculating him and he doesn't have a say in what he does because he has to stay in the position that he is because of money and wealth and I think he's starting to realise that money now is nothing and if he doesn't find happiness I I kind of feel that he's going to go on a downward spiral from here if he doesn't control his if he doesn't get the help that he needs and being at home for him is not working it isn't helping him getting him what he needs and it's sad it's sad to see it I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying um, and I think speaking up as a man that that affects different cultures differently as well uh, 
it's it's a it's a difficult thing to do, but if people are able to do it, it does make it makes such a difference. But it's just trusting those that when you're disclosing things that obviously what you discuss is kept confidential. But therapy's never really been a thing that we've kind of seeked as a community. Um, mm. There's been some kind of stigma around it, but I think that's hopefully eventually changing a little bit. Um, yeah, and people are understanding the kind of benefits of kind of just get just getting things off your just getting things off your chest because sometimes yeah. it's just bubbling up inside that's when we'll just go and do something erratic for instance like mm. Will Smith just slapping someone in the middle of the show you know what I mean because even like he mentioned even though other comedians have said stuff or Chris Rock said stuff before it's the build up of him not being able to release frustrations with certain things that led to him slapping it hmm you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Um, it's, it's as I said, it's it, it's it's a thing for me where I he's he's lashing out and he's lashing out at the wrong people. He I don't want him to lash out against his wife, but he needs to sit his wife down and just just say to her like this this is not this isn't working. This is this is not going the way I believed it was going to go. But I don't know what she has on him. I don't know what she can do to him at this point I I don't know but like I said I heard the worst thing that he said the other day and it was him and his wife when when the entanglement thing happened he said we ride together we die together bad marriage for life and I thought we're an idiot that who says that do you know what I mean he's lost in the source man he's, yeah, he is, he, he is. He's, he's lost yeah and like you said man he needs to pull her up because she's just she's just disrespecting the thing and the thing is like like your husband like that in front of the kids in front of the world it's too much it's too much no matter what you got going on between you like the world doesn't have to the world doesn't have to know do, do you understand what I'm saying you can keep that hmm. you can keep that in house but that, but that but that's what you're meant but that's a marriage though but then you know what it is it's called monetizing your family if you monetize your family don't monetize your family and then expect no one to talk about it after because basically they want to air their business and then no one talk about their business and it's like that doesn't work like that you know what I mean so um, another thing as well what you said about the the therapy um, I've had a good um, talk with someone and they said to me every black person should have therapy every black person on the planet should get therapy for life free everybody should get it and I didn't understand why and he goes all the black men out there that are going through certain things, they would never talk about it. Do you know male suicide is is really high? Do you know that? Yeah, I know it's I know it's higher in much higher in men than it is in women. Um, and I can't remember. I think it's like the forty year old bracket. Mm-hmm. What is it? It tends to be the the highest in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know I know it's it's seriously high. It's a problem and. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we just have uh, ideas and preconceptions about things without even trying them. Do you know what I mean? Because it might be a case that therapy might not work for you or it might not be that therapy might not work for you. It's just that that therapist isn't the right therapist for you. Do do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Um, yeah. But we have these preconceptions of things that lead us to think, now, do you know what? We've always had this thing of not wanting anything from anybody so we'll just soldier on and deal with it ourselves but not understanding the ramifications that 
dealing with it ourselves has on the people around us. Do you know what I mean? Because the yeah. thing is, if we really did care about the people around us and we could see how we're negatively impacting on them, we'd be trying to do stuff to encourage ourselves to be better so that we're better for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. No, you're, you're completely right. You're completely right. It's it's hard. I, I, I just hope that everyone can speak up and have the right person to talk to. But sometimes I would say people do need the right advice the right therapist like you say and if one therapist is not is not um giving you the answers or the 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 structure of the life that you want then try another therapist just don't stick to that one therapist if you feel that it's not working if you're still anxious you still feel angry just try another one you know it's maybe you just need to change something in that maybe just take stop eating apples one day and try oranges you know what i mean it's it's just it's just it's just little things that you need to just flick out and switch on and switch off yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I'm thinking even like one of one of my cousins on my dad's side, what he's been through in this past year, like he needs to he needs to speak to someone because what he's been through in the past year, mm. some people have not been through in a lifetime. And mm. it's like that trauma is just it's just it's just there. And then and some of the stuff to get over will take time. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight, but he needs to make sure that he doesn't just cut off from the world and he makes sure that he speaks to people and gets help and gets that support that he needs. Yeah, understandable, man. Well, we spoke, we spoke about that one question for like 20 minutes. That's good. You see what I mean? We do, we see a, you see how sidetracked we got? <laughs> see yeah, what I mean? that's quickly. You see what I mean? It's forty. It's been forty-one minutes already. You see what I mean? It's it's uh, it's crazy, man. Um, I'm gonna skip some questions though because I'm gonna go on to this one because I want to ask you this one because I know you were a footballer in the past and I want to see how you feel about this. But if there was three things you could say to your younger self if you had the chance to, what three things would you say? So you're about eight, nine, and I I invent a time machine for you. I said you can go back, go through this time machine now, and your and your your yourself is sitting on a bench worried about life and you could yeah. sit there next to them you could have a conversation with them but you you could only tell them three things what would you tell yourself i would tell myself one of the first things i'd tell myself is read 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 knowledge knowledge is power keep reading um mm. educate yourself and that education yourself doesn't necessarily mean going to university and getting a degree but it's life education as well so yeah, I would definitely say just read, upskill in your knowledge. Um, another thing that I would say is when things are going bad, don't beat yourself up. But also when things are going amazing, keep your feet on the ground and stay humble. Um, always try and keep that that neutral medium. So don't don't give up when when things are going badly or not as you planned. And like I said, when things are going well, don't get carried away with yourself because things can change in a blink of an eye. And then lastly, I would probably say um, develop develop a a well-thought-out plan um, and have contingencies in place. Um, Obviously, based on my experience with injuries and stuff like that that are unforeseen, I would say... Have a plan 
have contingencies in place, but if you divert away from that plan, going back to my second point, don't beat yourself up about it because you can always you can always navigate back on track. Um, but I think having that that plan and contingency is is really key. You know what I mean? Um, and I'd say back to the first point of knowledge and reading. I think like understanding like but financial wealth and and ways to ways to increase increase your your value and things like this because people can go to uni they can study accounting or finance but you can do it for three years and still not know how to manage your money or make smart decisions or make investments or so that thing is really key um and even to the knowledge like mapping out certain careers because a lot of people on ends words especially you think well it's either football or music and then some people say well if it, I'm not a musician or a footballer then it's the roads but I'm thinking well who told you that you only have three choices music football or the roads when there's thousands hundreds of thousands of professions out there you know what I mean might not make it Ooh, a football, you think you like me you think like me a little bit that's I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you you see my, you see my daughter. I am trying to push her away from that, from that route, bro. Um, football, music. I don't want her to do none of it. I don't want the stereotype on my kids at all, brother. I don't want it. I don't care. I'm gonna try to stay them away from that as much. Like if they're a good footballer or whatever, they're good at it. Like you know, like a Messi or a Leonardo, like a Ronaldo passion. That's fine. Yeah. But this whole. Saturday football thing and the only thing we've got going for us is football because it's free. No, 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 no. I want I want effort from you. I want I want I want Mozart from you. You know what I mean? I want to see your hands on the piano. You know I want to see that. And this is it. And unfortunately I feel like black people as a whole, we're always looked at as entertainers. So the things that we do will entertain people, whether that's in sport or music, but Nobody talks about certain people as well. Even back in the day, if you change your history, about certain crazy engineers that were pioneered black engineers or black surgeons that created like the first heart transplant and all of this business. But it's like it's almost designed to confine you to a box when there's unlimited potential. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's, I don't know, it's, it's a hard conversation because I always, I always try to like go into it with a positive attitude. Like if I'm if I'm listening, I like to listen to the way people think, and I like to try to understand like what their like what their position is when they tell me like stuff that you just said to me. And I like I, I will listen to it, and then I will be like, okay, but anyone, okay, so like a piano for instance, anyone can play the piano, and they're like, oh no, I didn't have the time to take into piano lessons. Okay, then so. What you do is you buy them a keyboard mm. and then you teach them how to read music. And then it's like, oh, but I don't know how to read music. Well, you teach them. You teach you take the time, you teach them how to read music and you try to help them. And then people will believe, okay, the greatest people have always had limited resources and they've broken out of their of their normal by doing something that they weren't meant to do, like piano, for instance. Um the person that just like the person that I'm, I'm I'm just meant I'm like making up is they had a keyboard, they didn't know how to read music, they learned to read music on their own, they did it, and then now they're the best 
like piano player in the world and then you ask them their backstory oh where did you go to school i didn't i didn't go to school to learn this where did you do this i didn't learn to i learned it i was in my it was in my bedroom then you the, the passion they have you can't take it away from them the, the intelligence that they have for music you can't take it away from them and then even the best pianists in the world have to respect them because they've done what everybody else has done before them all the mozarts and all these other people they've learned it off their own backs because they've all come from poverty and they've all come from these all type all like all these backgrounds where it's, it's been shady and they don't think that you're gonna make it do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. and i feel like a lot of people are different but sometimes them doubters is what fuels you to to be great and there's this thing about when people say oh, when you reach your element and it's like a book that i read and it's like when you're when you're kind of it's about your potential reaching your element but it's like when your passion combines with your skill set is when you kind of reach that element do you know what i mean because you can have all the skills in the world but if you're not passionate about it you're, you're not likely to be consistent and then if you're not consistent with it you're then not gonna reach the top because you need to be consistent it's about developing those habits is what turns you great basically no it's a, you're right you're right it's 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 i think it's trying to find i think it's just trying to find your place when you once you find your place and you know what you're going to do it's for us to shape our kids even though it's some things don't go to plan because you still have to earn a wage you're tired you have money and stuff like that it's, it's harder than it seems because life isn't straightforward and it god doesn't build in straight lines you know what i mean he's like he's branches there's, there's roots if you understand what i'm saying it's leaves it's it's, it's it's all branches of ice i think you have to try to take time and to find what you want to do and shape that and mold it into your passion and yeah. then just just if you can run with it if it, the littlest thing at least when you get older because as we know we're older now the littlest thing can make you happy it may not be what everybody else sees in your happiness but that's what you makes you happy so go with that happiness and i believe happiness is to me is the one thing that leads to no stress leads to you paying your bills and once you get that passion going and everybody else sees that passion it becomes a franchise and then you're living life and then you're and then you're happy you know yeah yeah i think i think you're right i think you're right and it's like whatever makes you happy as well and it's like when people say what does success look like but success is it's in it, it, it's in your view so it's like success to someone might be i don't know owning the mansion having five six cars but success to someone else might just mean that they never have to worry about a bill again or someone else success could just be obtaining that dream job that they've always wanted to to get do you know what i mean so yeah it shouldn't be defined what other people see as success, just what makes you happy and what you view as being successful. Mm, that's true, that's true. Um, I'm going to ask you these two questions now. Yeah. Um, these are the last two. Um, most people can't answer, they can answer them and they can't answer them. But I want you to answer them as honest and truthful. But the, the question I ask you now, if you don't want to answer it, you can say no, you don't want to answer it. But the second one, um, I will ask you and you probably will try to answer it but it's harder to answer because the way i'm going to present it to you is it's kind of like trying to like get everybody together and it's, it's kind of hard the way to express it and try to 
me for you try to say to me or to tell the people what you would do yeah so okay. the first question is what is your most racist experience that you've ever had but before you answer it the first thing that came to your head when i asked you that question mm-hmm. say that say what you say what you were going to say but just don't do it in a rude way so what was your what's, what what's been your most racist experience well i've had a few you know um I've, uh, I've had a few. I'd probably say one of them was a was a football match that I was playing in, um, and after the game, they started hurling abuse. At, um, so I think three players on the team were were black, and they started hurling abuse after the game to some of the fans, and they were like monkey and all of this, and then one chucked a banana through like the cage. Mm. Well, I was young and my uh, I think it was either my it was, I can't remember even my mum or my dad was at the game um, but I was pretty young and I lost it I tried to climb this cage and the cage must have been about goodness knows maybe like 15-20 metres high and mm. I remember um, scaling the fence and everybody was pulling me off down the fence because if I got on the other side, I was like, I don't care how many's on the other side. It's, I'm just going to go until I can't go anymore. Yeah. And um, I managed to get part way until people like grabbed me. And I think about five, six people held me or whatever. And it's like, I remember getting back to the car or whatever. And I think it, I think it was my dad. And he's like, he's explaining certain things that he went through when he first moved to Lewisham, because obviously we know Lewisham as a black area, but back when he first came and stuff, it was NF and they used to, um, they used to have to have fights with them to like defend their territory or whatever, because they would come and try and firebomb houses and all of this stuff. And I just remember him sitting down with me and explaining like, trust me, that same fire that's in you is in me because like you're you're my son kind of thing but he's like i get it trust me and i'm like you i don't have nothing but you have to understand that this is this is stuff that's gonna that could happen throughout your life so i'm not saying that you shouldn't feel the way that you do but just know what just know what you're doing because i know what you're capable of so just make sure what you are doing, you're doing it correctly. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know my, you know my problem with that, with that story is, are people just, are, are people walking into the stadium with bananas? Do you know what I'm saying? Are they, are, what? So are they going out and going? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna get buy a banana from a supermarket. When I get into the, when I get into the stadium, when I see the first black, I'm gonna throw the banana on the pitch. Do you understand? It's like, what is the mentality of that? I, I I really I really don't know and I know racism is something that can happen both ways it can happen across all it can happen across all kinds of ways white and black black and white and whatever but um, I'm yet to be amongst any family members or friends who have said anything negative um, or racist towards anybody but for some people it just happens so so freely um, 
but when you're more in tune with your history and you understand how deep some stuff runs, like, I'll be reading off history like King Leopold II of Belgium and all of them things there and what mm. they've done to the Congolese kids in terms of chopping off their limbs and all, all kind of things you can imagine and have mm. parents having to watch that and all that business and then what my grandparents probably went through for people to be freely saying it I just can't <laughs> I just can't tolerate it no it, it's, it's it's magical because um, it's how do you protect people from it you can't how do you try to you can't even minimalise it now. I was having a conversation with my friend the other day but it's for another podcast anyway because I need to get him on a podcast so we can talk about what we spoke about the other day but I don't think he would want to speak about it on a wider scale because uh, I don't I don't worry about him I his views are perfectly opinionated because of the of the race that he is like he's mixed race so I can understand why he he wants people to come together because he's the best of both worlds but then sometimes I kind of think that it's kind of ignorant that he doesn't understand where both sides are coming from like yeah it's one rule for one and one rule for the other but when you're stuck in the middle then what do you do as a person because you're you're then conflicted with both thoughts you hear it from one side you hear it from the other but then you want everyone to come together but that's never going to happen because of the way the world is do you know what I mean so it's kind of like I feel for him. I feel for I feel for most mixed race people actually because they have to choose a side where we don't have to choose a side, and they have to kind of like be conflicted by it and stuff like that. And no, that's so interesting. Um, there's a really good book by a Carla called Natives, and he kind of explains his um, situation growing up mixed race when he moved to Camden, which is quite multicultural for for the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, but nobody would ever turn around and call somebody mixed race. Um, they would always turn around and say, you black, whatever, or did you know mm. what I mean? A lot, yeah. of, a lot of the time when the racism kind of tend to happen, it would tend to be derogatory towards the the black side, you know what I mean? So for some people that would make them kind of unite more with their black side, but then for others it could make them feel like they don't want to be black because of all of the issues that they're facing, you know what I mean? It can go kind of both ways for people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it must be a difficult experience. Yeah. Well, my, I'll be honest with you, my most racist experiences that I've ever had have come from black people. So, and it's not, and it's, yeah, and it, and, it, and it was in school, like my most racist experience, because you knew the way we lived. You knew, you knew, okay, this thing sounds so ignorant, because I don't remember living up in council flats or council estates or living around so many black people that were not well off. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You understand what I'm saying to you, right? Yeah. So when we were growing up, where we were playing, where we were doing, we lived in Dulwich, we lived in all these places, we lived riding around with our friends, not even thinking about race. So 
me then going into secondary school and then talking the way I do, people used to call me a bounty and I never used to understand it. And I'm like, but I'm talking to you normally. Oh, no, no, you don't talk black. So what do you mean? No, you don't like, oh, no, no, no. Um, you don't sound like us. Do you see what I mean? And I, I, it, 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 it used to fuck with me so much. And I, used to, I didn't used to understand what they were talking about. And it's only when I got older and I started to hang around with more black people and see more of what my culture was about, I then understood, oh, so this is why you didn't think I spoke black because I didn't speak with a, like, with like a certain tongue or I didn't say certain words when I was speaking to you. That's why you didn't think I was black enough. And I thought, no, that's crap. That's rubbish. You know what I mean? That, 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 that makes no sense to me. Like, don't blame my family because we grew up a certain way that we're not black enough for you because I don't know who Tupac is. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and it's sad because those people that pass those comments are lost because they would say you're not black enough. But then if you was to talk about black history or mention certain names or pull off names like, I don't know, certain Shakurs or Fred Hampton or all of these mm-hmm. instrumental people, do you know what I mean? They wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even know who you're talking about. And you don't talk black, but there's no defined way of talking black. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, what is talking black? Like, do you you understand what I'm saying? But obviously, like you said, these were when you were much younger. People are just, do you know what I mean? Lost. Lost, They're just lost lost when they're younger. But that's interesting. I really didn't expect you to say that your experience of racism came from from black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, it's, it's, it's another podcast. I'm telling you, man, it's another podcast, man. Um, believe me, um, last but not least, the last question I'll have to ask you is this. Um, um, Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, Mandela, Michael Jackson, they were all free-thinking people, right? And yeah. if you had a world stage and you had to unite the people together, how would you try to bring the people together? What would you do? How would you use your grand stage to do it? So how to pull everybody together? Yeah, how? How would you like, how would you do what Mandela and everybody like, try to like bring all cultures together and try to work together to build a better world? How would you try to do it? Boy, that's a difficult question. Hard, isn't it? And imagine this, everybody I've asked the same question to says the same thing. Everybody says it. That's a difficult question. Um, and the, the, the sad thing is, I'm actually a very... Like, I always try and... I always try... I always look at the glass half full instead of half empty or whatever, and I always try and look at um, the positive side of things and not dwell on the negatives. But I think it's... I think it's almost an... I think it's almost an impossible task. I feel like... Uh, and that's not just saying of uniting everybody together because we can't even unite our own community. Like, mm. never, never mind uniting different races and everything together. We can't even unite our own communities within our own postcodes. So, there's, I feel like in order to unite together, maybe we have to possibly understand and unite our smaller communities together before we could progress onto like a, a bigger stage of unity. But 
it takes it takes a lot of understanding. I think the only way that people can really understand what people have gone through and what people are going through is to have difficult conversations. And the reason why a lot of things don't change is because people are afraid of having difficult conversations. People don't like to feel awkward or they don't like to, or they might be afraid of offending by saying something, do you know what I mean? Because if we have to be transparent with how we feel, yeah, it's going to be a difficult conversation, do you know what I mean? So for instance, if you're in a room and you're speaking to say, predominantly um, a white middle-class male about how structurally organizations elite boards and executives on senior boards all look like you there needs to be more diversity on the board because a board can only represent people effectively if they've got people from different cultures different genders that's a difficult conversation to have with them Mm. but it needs to be had same way as if you were to ask somebody what are your real views about um black working class people they're probably not going to give you their real opinion if you ask them because they're going to be afraid to offend you but the only way that you can really learn is to really get vulnerable but it's a difficult thing for people to do do you know what I mean it's difficult no 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 I, 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 listen you're the first person that has come on here and given me to me I'll be honest with you, the realest answer that you can give me for that question because everybody else has gone you know what it's too hard and it's it's basically impossible that's what they basically tried to say but you've done it in a way where it's understandable and like you said small things about community and trying to start with your community first and then try to like build outwards is probably is the best way to try to help everybody but can you imagine then how hard Malcolm X and Martin Luther uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King must have had it then. Can you imagine? I know it's it's it, it, it's crazy, and I feel like um, and I think it's so difficult now, especially with the youth, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, do you know what this new generation coming through are lost and all of this? But my thing is, okay, you know they're lost, but what are you doing about it though? Like. You're saying this is a lost generation, but what are you doing to help that generation? They don't other care. Than just making, other than just making noise. You're saying they're a lost generation, but you're not doing anything to help them. So you're even, you're even worse than the people that don't understand that they're a lost generation. If you know that something's wrong and you're not doing anything about it, you're, you're, you're a lost cause. The thing is, you ain't going to change the whole generation, but... If you know and you can have a conversation with one person and you can change that person's life, that person can then have, that can have a domino effect and that person can influence somebody else. But just even changing one person's outlook or direction can have a profound impact on a lot of people. You know what I mean? But I feel like we make too many excuses now. And that's what the problem is. We make too many excuses. Oh, this is a lost generation. They can't do nothing. No values. None of this. But have you even had a conversation with them? Like yeah. about how they feel and stuff. Because you say it's a lost generation, but a lot of these kids out there, they're making bad decisions. But some of the decisions they're making is purely through fear. 
and they don't know how to talk to people about it. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's a big onus on us to, to sit down and um, speak to them. It, it, it's also funny, I spoke to one of my friends the other day and basically um, his son and his friend's son got into a, uh, a big, big altercation where one of them was hospitalised and it wasn't until they found out um, later on because they they didn't they hadn't met for years they were like best friends in school the two dads but hadn't mm. seen each other and then they realised that their two sons were were going at it and they were like this is mad sometimes we just need to really sit down with them and bring them around certain people because they was like could never run if we had the conversation mm. they were like blood brothers at secondary school and these people don't really know people and yeah there's a lot that needs to be done I could be going off on a tangent but yeah I feel like with the with the younger generation there's a lot that that we can that we can do to make a difference no no um I would say look I'll be honest with you I would I'm gonna have to end it here but um um I would like to say to you thank you for coming on the podcast believe me you've been you've been a really good guest do you mind coming on for another show in, in a couple of weeks time yeah, no, no, no. I'm fully down for that. I'm, I'm fully down for that. Hundred percent. That's cool. Um, what I will say to you to do is um, just promote your business a little bit, and then let the people know what it's about quickly before it literally cuts off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like a, a, a wellness business. So people looking to get get fit, um, those just looking to feel a bit better, those that might just want to kind of like talk to someone, those that might be in need of um, any kind of treatments. Um, and yeah, it's e.c.wellness um, and that is my uh, Instagram page. So I'm mainly going through that now um, in the process of developing a website, but everything will be linked back to that Instagram so you can find Okay, cool, cool. So what I'll do is I'll get I'll get the link off you, and then what yeah. we can do is I'll just put the link in every single one of my podcasts, and they could just press that link, and then I can send them on to you, mate. You don't mind, do you? No, no, no. That's good. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, just give me that. Um, people, um, I have been your boy Teddy Hogle. I have been your boy Teddy Hogle. Um, this has been my cousin Elliot. I hope you guys loved and enjoyed this conversation because as much as I did, I did. I had to look down at the time just now because I realised it was one minute, it's, it's an hour and 10 minutes. I didn't even realise we had been speaking for that long. But um, what I would love to do is I would love to get you on for another podcast in a couple of weeks' time and we can just like just talk about other, proj- um, other projects and like other like something like mental health issues and stuff like that. You don't mind that, do you? No, no, no. I'd, I'd love to do that. And you know what? I think you're kind of born to do this, you know. Some people, it just comes so naturally. You think so? Thank you, man. Thank you, man. No, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to say thank you again then, and then I will end it here. Thank you, Els. Yeah, take care. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you too. All right, bye, mate. Bye. bye.